0: Ladies and gentlemen, people of all all gender expressions, thank you for checking out the North Bank Media Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Strevens, and I'm alone, and this won't take long. So you can turn it off now if you don't just want to hear me rant. But uh, I felt like I've just been doing so much prep and reading and research for these upcoming episodes and the recent episodes that I had to vocalize uh, some of this stuff. So, like... It's funny, a few weeks ago, a friend of mine said, boy, you really stepped in it with this podcast, you know, and he's he's right in a sense, and I'm fine with that. It's like, when I started, when I started this, the goals were, you know, the goal was really to just find out what it was that I thought about things because, uh, you know, what I was saying was like, I didn't really know what I thought, you know, and we think we know what we think, and we we have these deeply held assumptions and ideas and ways of looking at the world, but how often do you tease them out with different people. And I'm not saying I've done a good job of that. I mean, the guests seem to have enjoyed it for the most part. At least they tell me they do. And then so I stepped in it because I suddenly decided to start making it political and ideological and talking about ideas that are external to us in some ways. And yet these ideas, when we talk about the political, we talk about systemic oppression, we're talking about economics, we're talking about means of governance, you know, all those things. Inequality. Um, You know, these ideas are in some ways, they're external to us insofar as they are ideas. They're not people. And yet, just because you hold these ideas, and choose to make a judgment on them whether they're true or not, it still doesn't mean that they're anything other than an idea that you relate to. You know? So, it's like, Yeah, I stepped in it, and what I stepped in was a bunch of ideas, you know, and I found that like people are are so, so uh, in love with their ideas in some sense, and it's like, and I don't, I don't, I'm not excluding myself from that, I mean, you've listened to episode 20 with Brittany Ohi, and like you, that's the sound of a man being challenged and trying to uh, make it seem like he's not. I I don't mean she was challenging me, but what she was saying, a lot of it I just didn't feel to be true, but like, so what? Who cares if, if if she says things that I don't think are true? What is that? Well, who cares? It's it's my problem at that point to try and figure out why I don't think that's true. I couldn't do it on the fly in a lot of cases. And I parroted ideas that I'd heard, or I, I tried to, you know, say things that were the sort of typical talking points used to confront those ideas, which were, I would say, broadly pretty liberal. But, you know... <sighs> If, and I said it then, and she said it, maybe she said it first, there's like, take the ego out of it. And when you do that and you stop making it about you and your feelings getting hurt because someone doesn't agree with you or someone challenges your ideas, you really open up everything. Everything becomes better when you stop holding on tightly to your ideas. You know, take the ego out of it and separate yourself from your ideas. Because truthfully, all of this, all of this when we talk about the political... You know, the political, the ideological. It's just that. It's a bunch of ideas. It's a—it's systems of thought. The universe, at least in my view, is utter chaos. And so we cannot come up with these ways of thinking to impose a little bit of order so we don't go completely insane. But guess what? We've gone completely insane. You know? So I guess, I guess like... Uh, I'm doing all this reading and and writing and prep, and it's like, okay, okay, sure. Uh, You know, people of a liberal mindset believe that the world is a tyrannical patriarchy. Okay. So what? Like, like, seriously, let me grant, let me just grant that. And like, truthfully, I, again, it's an idea, but it's an idea that I can really get behind. (laughs) The world is unfair. And in some sense, white men are largely to blame. But I think humanity generally is to blame. We don't structure things fairly. Nothing in nature does. You know, so I could spend hours more filling up this notebook with statistics about how my life is better than the average Aboriginal person in Alberta. And that fucking sucks. It kills me to think that my life is better than somebody else's purely because of a roll of the dice. Now, how is that fair? It's not fair. Nothing in this chaotic universe is fair. And it's foolish to try and use ideas to make things fair. And to make things equal. So, okay, way to get mad. But like, really, so what? What can I do? What can we start to do? Well, it is continuing to have these conversations, for sure. Really been enjoying these conversations, by the way. I don't know about you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Truthfully, I I think it's the only way, because I said this to Martin Vendram on a podcast that's going to come out next week. It's like Twitter, for one, social media generally, takes ideas and compresses them into like the fast food of thought. And that typically the core of an idea is fairly radical. I mean, it's one point. All the nuance is removed. So, the podcast is very important as a medium to tease out these ideas and let people say what they gotta say. Just like when I spoke to Brittany Ohi last week and she made a wonderfully articulated case, I would say, for liberalism, and she can correct me if I'm wrong, and it was like, yeah, I agree with a lot of that stuff. And I heard some feedback where it's was like, oh, well, you know, you were still somewhat condescending. You were gaslighting. You were, uh, it's like, well, did I ever say I was really any good at any of this? And it's like, yeah, I listened back to that podcast and was like, yeah, I... <laughs> that's the sound of a man getting his thoughts challenged. And it's like, okay, if I tried to inject some humor or I tried to skirt the issue by being, you know, Sort of blunt, or not even blunt, but just stupid. It's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> was I perfect? Absolutely not. Was the plan ever to be perfect? Am I defending myself against something that didn't even happen? Yeah, kind of. You know, but I guess so much of what I wanted to say here today was just like the problem, the problem is not the problem necessarily, but the problem is our interpretation of the problem. You know, and using these systems of thought and putting these labels on things. You know, I was listening to uh, Anna Kachian or whatever her name is on uh, on Tim Dillon's podcast last week, and she said, you know, all these labels are so fake, and they are. I mean, to label a system of thought, you create a manifold, you create a cookie cutter. It's it's not it's not good enough. It's really not good enough. You know, like. By every metric, more or less, my life is better than the average minority in this country. I guess I take issue with that because then it's like, well, now we've ascribed to the minority, however you want to describe that, we've ascribed to the individual person problems, problems that weren't even necessarily theirs. You know, it's like, Let's take this for a ride. You've got a young girl, person of color, riding her bike down the sidewalk, and she comes from a happy home, good upbringing. She's riding her bike down the sidewalk. She's ten years old. You know the pro- the problems of of uh, sexuality, of puberty, of all that. That's that's years away for her still. You know she's living a carefree childhood. That's something that. You know, that's something that, that's a real, that's perhaps one of the biggest joys in life. And in fact, I would say people who maybe didn't get to have a carefree childhood or who had problems in their childhood and didn't sort them out would contribute to a lot of this sort of ideological warfare that's going on now. But be that as it may, this girl who lives a carefree life is riding her bike down the road and she's stopped by somebody. And this person says, excuse me. Did you know that because of your skin color and your gender there um yeah, life's going to be harder for you. Yeah, because because you're black and you're a, and you're a girl, soon to be a woman, um you'll actually have to work harder um than a white boy your age to 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 have the same opportunity as him. Okay? And and also um you still may never get to where he gets. You know, you could actually get better grades, get a better job, work harder than him, and um, you actually still wouldn't have the same quality of life as him because you're black, because you're a woman. So I studied intersectionality in college, and we talked about this, and it's my mission to let you know. And I think you should feel empowered now. I think you should feel empowered because the problems of Uh, an entire arbitrary category of people are now your problems. Don't you feel empowered? Oh, and by the way, by the way, um, if you don't react to this news with indignance and anger and rebelliousness and a sort of mistrust for the mainstream, uh, that constitutes violence against your own people. So, have fun with that and enjoy your bike ride. Now, what good would that do? Even if we accepted that that some of that were true. You know, even if there's places and structures in our society where black women have it harder than white men. And I'm not disputing that. I'm just not. I'm not going to dispute that. I, it doesn't really matter... That's not the argument. It's like obviously, obviously people are obviously people are judged. Obviously people are judged by the color of their skin. Like that's not the debate to me anymore. There's nothing we can do about these prejudices that that exist in society. I mean, really, there's nothing we can ever do to exterminate them. They will. They will live as long as we do. I'm quite sure of it. You know, we it's incumbent upon us to realize them in ourselves and to do something about them and to not act on them. But not everybody, not everybody wants to. Not everybody has the emotional intelligence to do that. Not everybody has the, I mean, not everybody even has uh, the sort of, uh, what do you want me to say? It's like, okay, that's, Obviously, we've made great strides as a, as a race in the last 100 years or whatever. It doesn't mean those prejudices are going anywhere. I mean, we saw stories on the news. I saw a story on the news last night about the guy with the all-live splatter bumper sticker. You know? It's like, obviously, we're well past segregation and Jim Crow, but the hate the hate ain't going anywhere. My point with that story was like, what's the, what good does it do to tell that girl that? Does that empower her? And I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you, maybe you can make a convincing argument. Maybe you can explain to me why that empowers somebody to tell them that because of who they are, characteristics they can't change, their life is going to be harder. And somehow that what I would call internalized victimization, that, that victim identity That somehow gives them what? You know what I mean? Like, that's my question that I would ask to all these, or or not these people. No, that's my question in response to that statement, to that idea. So what? Like, really? What in the hell good is it going to do to tell that kid that? To me, that feels like something like child abuse. To me, that feels like setting somebody down the road, you know, where they're always going to be seeking external validation. Do the white people accept me yet? You know, what if you just told that kid to work her ass off when she get, you know, finish school, work hard, take up some extracurricular activities, play with kids that you want to play with, do things you want to do, become yourself yourself. I guess that's the issue I'm taking with all this. It's like, I could, I could, I could, I could just keep watching Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson supercuts of all the times they straw manned the radical left and then knocked it down, you know? They're not going to do me any good, you know? And I could listen to some left wingers and I, I, I could, I could listen, I could delve into uh, radical left Twitter. What's the point? What's the point? It's like, so what? Obviously it's true. Obviously things aren't fair. I guess my question at this point is, so what? At what point... At what point does personal responsibility come back? You know, if you ascribe to me the characteristics of a group and then you ascribe to the group these arbitrary characteristics and then you place the problem in the group and thereby in the individuals, you've somehow skirted you somehow skirted the problem of personal responsibility. And maybe, maybe that's fine. Maybe that's the point. You know? Maybe, maybe the sovereign individual who masters himself seeks to improve himself and then turns around and builds his community. That's the, that's the classic hero narrative. Maybe that's not the highest aspiration. You know? Maybe the highest aspiration is that community, that that equitable community, you know? I don't know. I have no goddamn idea anymore. I don't, I know what I aspire to. I know what it looks like for me to live under God. And I don't mean God in a Christian sense, but I know what it means. I know what it means to me to, to unify myself and my practices. And this podcast is a part of that. It's also made it quite a bit harder, but also it's made it obvious just how much more there is to do and how much really isn't necessary. And ideological warfare really isn't necessary to becoming a better person, in my view. So I'm going to keep doing these conversations with people, I'm going to keep asking the questions, and I'm going to keep letting them talk. It's a privilege for me to do that full stop. I have the means. I seem to have the time. I don't know how, but I do. I have people that are eager to to speak their mind to me. And I'm going to let them do it. And I'm going to enjoy every goddamn minute of it. Uh, But I'm not going to get sucked into these questions of ideology. I'm going to look for solutions. I'm going to keep asking, so what? You know, because in some sense, the past is in the past, but also, you know, you ask or you you subscribe to a certain subset of ideas and it's like the past continues to influence the problems of today. Surely that's got to be true. But we can't change the past, that's for sure. So, how do we improve the future? And if you if all you've got is well, the world's a tyrannical patriarchy, we've got to tear it down. My question would be, So what? What are you going to replace it with? You know, to me, and I've said this on the show before, major global political overhauls, not going to happen. Getting rid of hate and prejudice, not going to happen. Can we reduce it? Surely. You know, can we elect officials that are more compassionate? Maybe. I don't know. I really am suspect about government, period. What kind of a person aspires to power? Think about that. What kind of person aspires to power? Control. Dictating the lives of people. All the while getting all the news attention they could possibly want. Not necessarily healthy, normal people who have worked out their childhood dramas. You know, so to me the problem starts with you and with me. And the way we relate day to day. And the way we allow each other to communicate freely. So, to me it's on a micro level. A grass roots or a grass seed level. One thing I would say is I'm I'm going to do my best to start treading as evenly as possible in these discussions. Really need to let people express themselves, period. I am not the 6 o'clock news. I am not the debate moderator. I'm someone who's providing a space for people to speak. If you'd like to come on the show, please contact me, Patrick, at northbankmedia.com or Instagram, Patrick Strevens. Um, honestly, I'm, I am as happy and content as I've ever been. And it may not sound like it. (laughs) This has been a great experience starting these podcasts. It's really been sort of soul stirring and eye opening. I look forward to doing it as long as I live, talking to more people, learning more, looking for ways to improve people's lives. But I really cannot get on board with any more of this ideology and any more of this dogma and any more of this macro-systemic sort of stuff. It's all true. Whatever you think is true is true. How about that? So what? What are you going to do about it? What's the goal here? Let's grant all that. All those assumptions. I'm not going to argue them. You think that's the way it is? That's the way it is to you. You've read the studies. You've talked to the people. You've had the lived experience. That's true. All of that is true. But, if that's the truth, so what?